Blog Talk Radio. So uh, he is the king of the X Division. So 
very interesting uh, thoughts that he had as far as his goals for the X Division. Now he is the X Division champ. Also shared uh, thoughts about uh, Brock Lesnar and uh, who he should face. Of course, we know it's going to be Roman Reigns, but to Brian Cage, should he have faced Roman Reigns or Bobby Lashley? So he's also going to talk about that as well. So have fun listening to the interview with Brian Cage, uh, talking about Slammiversary and the uh, SummerSlam. After that, we got a lot to talk about. We got Raw and SmackDown, of course. We got All In Talk. We got Kane, Mayor Kane, ladies and gentlemen. Talk about your corporate Kane. He is really corporate Kane now. He's the mayor of Knox County, Tennessee, ladies and gentlemen. Gives an update on his WWE future as well. John Cena announced a return date and a new move. So that should be interesting. And uh, DDP recently had an interview and said uh, a current NXT star uh, could be compared to Shawn Michaels. uh, We're going to talk about who that is. And as far as Chris Jericho and Don Callis, how they were in cahoots as far as uh, getting Don uh, EVP the spot at Impact Wrestling, that's all very, very interesting. And then all in, uh, you know, this made a big announcement as far as uh, the ability for people to see it without attending. So we'll see. We'll we'll talk about that. Got to, of course we got hashtag Ask Chris. Going to have a lot of Q and A as we do, and a lot of trivia, ladies and gentlemen. And so the flavor of the week this week, very interesting topic. We're going to talk about the top five. We're going to do another list this week. The top five. WWE theme songs ranging from the year 2000 to 2005. So five years, the top five WWE theme songs ranging only from 2000 to 2005. So we're going to have a lot of fun with that. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back on the other side. Enjoy the interview. I'm doing phenomenal, man. Chris Logan, I live going way back. Funny, I was just at a, a comic convention this past weekend, and uh, Chris Logan and my old... Uh, uh, gimmick with Chris Logan Nightclub was, was being talked about a lot. But um, uh, I also noticed you said one of what? The, the, the strongest or... Uh, one of uh, Impact one of Wrestling's powerhouses. Uh, well, you know, I think I think one of the, the better powerhouses amongst wrestling, not just Impact. I mean, let's just go ahead and cut it across the board. I'm but, cool with that. You know, <laughs> but I know we're here to put, put, over, put over Impact and talk about uh, some show they have coming on this weekend, huh? That's right. So, Slammiversary, you have an opportunity to become X Division champ. Uh, you've been feuding a little bit with for a while with, with Matt Seidel as he's kind of uh, went over to the dark side. And uh, you had an opportunity to win it a couple months back. But, uh, unfortunately, was um, that, that match was uh, uh, interfered by Congo Kong Congo, Congo Kong and uh, Jimmy, um, <clears throat> uh, Jimmy Jacobs. So now you have an opportunity to win it on a big stage, one of one of T, uh, Impact Wrestling's biggest stages of the year. How do you feel about just being in the X Division and just kind of rewriting the uh, expectations of what an X Division star looks like? Uh, I love it, man. Before uh, I even was really talking to me, or excuse me, until you said it, right? Before talking about the Impact, mm-hmm. um, I wanted to be part of the exhibition. I thought that would be like the coolest spot I'd like to be. And actually one of the top people I wanted to work with was Matt Seidel. I think he's phenomenal and I've never worked with him prior to this. Um, so here we are. And yeah, man, it's just a, the second grandest stage that Impact has to offer mm-hmm. for all the shows. It's a big one. Uh, 
me and them did a little something, something. Like you said, Congo Kong got in the field. And we went ahead and I tore the house down with Congo Kong, got rid of him. Yeah. And I expect uh, more of the same, but, you know, even better come the Sunday with Matt and I. I think we will uh, definitely be up there for uh, for a top contender for match of the night. But either which way, as I keep saying, I'm definitely walking out with that title. It's been a long time coming for uh, for Brian Cage to have a, a, a main title in some main company somewhere. And uh, I've also stated that I'm going to change that from the X Division to the Weapon X Division yeah. to play on the Wolverine. Absolutely. Yeah, and it's uh, interesting. I agree with you. It's, it's long overdue for you to have a, a major championship uh, for a major company as far as just your athleticism and uh, just your look. I mean, it's it's long overdue from a personal standpoint. Uh, speaking of uh, ridding people and, and, and getting rid of people, uh, you were instrumental of uh, just kind of just giving Bobby Lashley uh, a loss on his way out of Impact Wrestling. Um, how was it, you know, just being the person who just kind of uh, was instrumental uh, in storyline purposes to, to rid um, Bobby Lashley from Impact? And what are your thoughts on uh, his role and run in WWE right now? Uh, you know what? I, I, I sent to him and EC3 both packing, yeah. uh, which, you know, I took that as a, as a huge honor. You know, I'm going to be in the company, and I thought that, that was awesome. They're willing to do that. Um, my last week's matches, I, I really enjoyed. I wish we would have uh, had that kind of a, a slower build-up to him. Yeah. You know, the pay-per-view, and, like, you know, just, it, it, I think it could have been so much more, but I understand, you know, with, with time to train to what we had to do, we had to do what we had to do with what we could work with. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was really happy with that man. He's a, he's a great dude. He's a great athlete. And, um, yeah, no, he's doing his thing. I, it's just first, uh, uh, out the door, um, angle he was doing with the fed. wasn't, uh, wasn't the best. That was Sammy Zane is top of the guys I've never had to work with. I'd love to work with, but you know, he gave him a big push over, uh, over range, which was awesome. I congratulated him on that. And uh, the only thing that I thought was kind of dumb on that is why would they have this big, you know, uh, one-on-one matchup, and then now they're just going to do it again yeah. for a number one contender when he just beat him. Shouldn't he just beat a number one contender? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not the one writing the stories over there. But, uh, <laughs> but no, man, I, you know, that's what he wants to see, too, right? He yeah. wants to see Lesnar and, and Lashley. So mm-hmm. uh, hopefully he goes that route. But I don't think we need Roman Reigns and Lesnar for the – for the 16th time. <laughs> what are your thoughts on uh, Brock Lesnar? Do you think that uh, uh, the WWE is is getting some type of positive PR from him, kind of migrating back over to UFC, or do you think it's a negative knock on on wrestling orc or wrestling fans that really want to see more of the champion around? You know, I, I absolutely love Lesnar. Uh, I love him both in a life and for wrestling life. Um, People are complaining that uh, that he's not there enough and they leave, and people are complaining that he gets to walk right back in there. You'll see, get a real title shot. I see the hell of both of them. I think he's 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 amazing. Uh, he has that that super X factor. Or like, yeah, like the thing you guys, uh, I think the only second to like Conor McGregor. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and, and then like, like, look, Rousey got you know handed man events title shots when she won the UFC. Rousey used to show up. And debut match at WrestleMania because what? Even Rousey ain't drawing the numbers that Lesnar is. Mm. So no one's complaining about Rousey, how they complain about Lesnar. And I think he adds legitimacy both to both to WWE performers in WWE, but then also to any pro wrestlers and MMA. Mm. Um I, I you know, I, I liked him I liked his work as far as in the ring. Um better when he was younger Lesnar, just because he had, you know, 
more versatility. He's got a he's got a system now, and like his matches are pretty uh, cut and dry. But I still I still love his matches. I still love to work him, and uh, I think it adds something to him by not being there all the time. It's, it's definitely not something that everybody can have. You know, be able to have that kind of a position in wrestling. But um, I, I think it's great and it works. I mean, it would be nice to see him more. But I mean. I mean, if he doesn't have to, he's getting paid, paid, then, I mean, I wouldn't either, so. Yeah. Yeah, I can, I can see that. I can see both ends, uh, definitely, um, from, from his point and their, and fans' point as well. I think it creates a very, uh, a very tight relationship, a very acrimonious at times relationship with the fans and Brock Lesnar. So I think after the X Division, it, it would be only right to look, uh, at, the grandest, the greatest championship of Impact Wrestling, the Impact uh, World Heavyweight Championship, currently held by Austin Aries, that could change come Sunday uh, when Moose is the number one contender. Uh, how, how often have you thought about grabbing that top prize of the Impact uh, Heavyweight Championship? Well, you know, um, it's not like that I want that more than that division title, that division title more than that. Um, that's what I'm putting in position right now is for that division title, which I'm more than happy to. I really want to, you know, in my eyes, I would love to win that division title. And, uh, and really, you know, because there's either the title makes the guy or the guy makes the title, you know what I mean? And I want to be the guy who makes the title. I want to make this title seemingly more impressive or more, you know, desired to watch than the world title. Then I'll go and I'll take the world title. Now, that's, that's, that's kind of my, my, my goal. And, you know, whether it's Austin, whether it's Moose, doesn't matter. Uh, not even trying to get into information because I don't know. But um, I would just feel that Austin is going to be, uh, be victorious and roll into the title this, uh, this Sunday, um, which suits me. I mean, I'm, I'm sure I'll face both of them the way down the road. Um, and, I, you know, I, I would love to be able to walk there and just squash A's if he is the champion when I get my shot. Uh, in, in a minute, that would be awesome. But, uh, you know, if it doesn't happen or whatever, Meanwhile, um, you know, I, I didn't touch more on the X Division. Uh, yes, how I, sit, how I sit in there and how I see that. I, I think it's awesome as well because how I've kind of gotten over and um, kind of made a name for myself mm-hmm. is, you know, looking like a body guy. Most people think, like, oh, this guy can't even wrestle. And then not only can I wrestle, but I can do lots of stuff nobody else with my size or my, you know, aesthetic look can do. Mm-hmm. So I think that's. I'm not, I'm the I'm exact embodiment of exhibition with the whole, you know, no weight limit. And it's about, you know, no limits at all and just the style of performance, which I think I have. And I, and I love working with smaller guys and just happens to be a lot of smaller guys in exhibition. And I would just love that style. And I go, go, go. And I would love, um, after the winning the title, before I move on to, um, chasing the world title, I would love to be able to face, uh, uh, Phoenix with Swan, you know, Ishimori, if he's still there, yeah. and so on and so on. There's some great, great talent of guys in that division. And I haven't really got the opportunity to work with, especially when I won. So I, I think we can, we can really do some special stuff down there and uh, make use of that. And then, you know, whether I, uh, use option, option C or however the case may be, I, I think the world title's not too far away afterwards. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, Brian Cage has an opportunity to defeat Matt Seidel, who's been under his call for quite some time, and with that, win the X Division Championship this Sunday at Slammiversary. Uh, let the listeners know where to find you on social media and uh, anything you have about Slammiversary. 
Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Mr. GMSI underscore BKH. GMSI, so get my bleep in. Um, Brian Cage on Instagram and Facebook. Go ahead and pick up any Brian Cage swag at uh, ProSNTs.com backslash Brian Cage or uh, my official Impact um, shirts at Impact Shop Zone. Um, and then, yes, I'm reversing, man, this Sunday. It's a stacked hard. It's the. Uh, I know it's sold out. I know it's the largest paying audience that Impact's had in, in years. Mm-hmm. So I'm really looking forward to after doing the Windsor tapings and in front of like a real, real crowd. It was phenomenal. So I, I, I expect that this is going to be even greater. I mean, last, the last review, I thought it was one of the best interviews um, of the year so far from any wrestling company. And this one looks even better. So people be super on Impact, man. Um, some people are like, like, oh, I'm sorry to hear you're there. And like, when's the last time you watched Impact? And like, ah. Oh, yeah, six years ago or whatever. I'm like, we have no idea how good it is now. And you guys are really missing out. The last several weeks of impact have been awesome. So I'm stoked, man. I'm stoked to be here. I'm stoked to be the company. I'm stoked to have the opportunity to turn it around and, uh, and get this thing going. It's going to start this Sunday. It's going to eventually become the division champion. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure speaking with you, Brian. Thanks a lot. No problem, man. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bring what you got. The measuring stick just changed around here, buddy. You're looking at it. Four corners, three, on mine, let's go. The whole squad is making it clear, we taking this year. You know who we are, but you don't know why we here. So this is where the big boys play, these big boys play. Like who defies the living God, get out the big boys way. Outsiders with the swoop in, we live as kings, you see in us. But our third man waits in the wings, and when the time is right, we shock him with the proper attack. I go for dolo, but ain't solo, cut the promo in black. Hollywood, Hendrix, Prizzle, pinning them to the max. And I'm Wonderkin, with the strength of a hundred men. With one intent, to see the will fulfilled of the one who sent his son to give himself. But you rap about your gas and your rags torture. White coffins when I drop a bomb. My mic's awesome, never lost faith. You in all space, you can all skate, suffer, but never crippled. No bin walls in my cross face. <laughs> From here to Saturday, raving, anticipating. I was frostbit, now I am glacier, mixed with some Vader. Get to hawking with these animals, using God for my defense in Alabama we jamming that's beautiful Bobby E and me and Priest we the dangerous alliance nah the Harlem Heat tie the do-rag before we do battle you're talking sheep you are what you speak this too still the genre is took back we repping that work pack the foundation shaking no mistaking yeah we shook that trusting God we trust pushing forward never look back meekness ain't at all weakness some people mistook that stamping out this crook rap he turning the power we're on, on the razor's edge, leg drop after a power bomb. tired of the lies, man, we bringing the truth through, diligent and fruitful, the owners in our group too, it's good to be king, sold out this war is brutal, we playing them war games, our army go move too, you too, I'm in the raptors, with a bat in my hand, and stand to shatter all your plans so they don't matter, and the grand scheme is that easy. We tag teaming, Steiner brothers, we love it, demand the win, establish it, this the clash of the champions. <laughs> this is where the big boys play, huh? We ain't here to play. Episode 332. Wow, ladies and gentlemen, it's it's getting more and more, adding up more and more. 332 episodes of the Pancakes of Power Slam show. Pancakes and Power Slams, 332 weeks. 
Come on, somebody. Let's do this. It's going to be a fun time, ladies and gentlemen. I am Chris Featherstone, as always, here to have some fun with the interactive chat with the hashtag pancakes and power slams uh, with the chat that's already coming up and giving me some love like Joseph right now. And it's going to be some fun. It's just me tonight. Evan is uh, not feeling well this week, so he'll be back next week. So that means that it's going to be more hashtag ask Chris questions and more trivia. How about that? That's going to be fun. All right. Special thank you to Brian Cage, buddy of mine. Um, that and I, I just felt like playing that interview for for uh, for the Pancake and Power Slam show. Um, really cool interview as far as his thoughts on Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar. Now he is the X Division champion, so uh, so he has a lot to uh, he his he his uh, his shoulder is a little heavier. Because he's going to have to carry the X division as the champion, as the leader, and go against all the good, uh, the all the good names that has uh, uh, that that is in the X division right now. There's a lot of good X division talent, as as uh, Brian, Brian Cage said. I mean, you got Rich Swan, you've got uh, Ishimori, uh, you've got Trevor Lee. Uh, you've got you've got a lot of really really good names. Desmond Xavier, who's uh, fantastic, uh, and of course Matt Seidel. So, uh, lots of good names in the X division. Uh, although uh, you got um, Andrew Everett and DJ Z, uh, who's more of a tag team than uh, singles X division stars. But you know that you always got that opportunity for them to, you know. Though in the singles division, uh, DJ Z recently had a, an interview and he was talking about how uh, ZNE hasn't really been used uh, not, not very much lately, and they were just tag team champions. Uh, that's that's one thing. <laughs> that's the thing about uh, Impact Wrestling is just uh, <laughs> some people you're on top one week and then a couple weeks later uh, you're not used for for a while. So that's the thing when it comes to Impact Wrestling, I. But I will say this though, I will say the impact is uh, from what I've seen, and I've been an impact. You know, there was times where I was just like, impact, just pull the plug. There were other times that I was just like, hey, you know, I've been, I was an avid impact wrestling apologist at, at the time as well. There's just so much to say about impact wrestling over their 16 years. Talk about nine lives and more. I mean, it's like wow. <laughs> There's a uh, there's so much going on with uh, with Impact Wrestling. So, but ladies and gentlemen, we're going to have some fun just like we do each and every week. This is the Pancakes and Power Slam show. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to dive right into the headlines. And here we go. <laughs> First trivia question on deck, ladies and gentlemen. Here it is. China has two reigns as Intercontinental Champ. Who did she beat? China has two reigns as Intercontinental Champ. Who did she? All right, let's get uh, right into the headlines for tonight. Uh, Kane voted mayor of Knox County, Tennessee, 
uh, I think it was like 23 votes for the primary that he just uh, was able to squeeze by. Uh, talk about the kicking out of two and uh, doing a uh, hawk up. Uh, wild boy. Wild boy's on it already. Already. Um, no. No, 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 no. Let's see. I think, I think wild boy, you're almost right. I think you're almost right. You're almost right. You're almost right. Because Jeff Jarrett was the house, good housekeeping match. And uh, it was stripped with uh, him and Jarrett, with her and Jericho. So almost right. Well, boy, there's one person that, uh, that she beat in her second reign as Intercontinental Champion. So you're almost right. Almost there. Um, but yeah, Kane, speaking of Intercontinental Champions, Kane was Intercontinental Champion before. And uh, yeah, so it's, it's interesting because Kane, out of anyone, you know, he just, he, he became mayor. He's like, you know, just, just like uh, Jesse the Body Ventura. <laughs> and uh, uh, so let me see. Uh, let me just get some clarity here. With the Intercontinental Championship here, um, China defeated Jeff Jarrett on October seventeenth, nineteen ninety nine, and then she beat Val Venus August twenty seventh, two thousand. So, yep, I was right. Uh, there was a, it went into, um, there was like, it became vacant during the, the Jericho and, and um, China run. But yeah, she beat Jeff Jarrett and Val Venus. So those are the two correct answers. J-E-double-F-J-A-double-R-E-double-T-double-J-ha-ha-o, Jeff Jarrett. The world's greatest singer, the world's greatest entertainer. And the world's greatest blank. There's a pop-up question for you all. The world's greatest blank. What is the third thing that Jeff Jarrett said when he was the world's greatest? All these things. World's greatest singer, world's greatest entertainer, and the world's greatest blank. So, All right, so, yeah, I mean, you know, I think it was a shame that he was barely even featured on the WWE Evolution DVD. Uh, that she was, yeah, that's a good point. China, yeah, it's a shame that China was barely even featured. Kevin, yes, world's greatest wrestler. Ha ha. Uh, it's a shame that China was barely uh, even featured on the WWE Evolution DVD. Yeah, I agree. It's it's that you know, you know, WWE kind of picks and chooses which uh, which which people they want to endorse amongst their mess. You know. Uh, I, I don't agree at all with um, with China's. Uh, you know, I, I don't. I don't agree with the the lifestyle changes, uh, lifestyle choices she made. Now, that's unfortunate. But at the same time, you know, there's people who's done uh, some crazy stuff outside of wrestling as well. So I mean, you you gave the Ultimate Warrior uh, the Hall of Fame, uh, <laughs> the Hall of Fame nod and. Warrior was uh, known for saying some crazy stuff too. So, and there's other people too. I and mean, Warrior's just not the the only person, um, you know, that that they that said some crazy stuff. And 
uh, you know, um, <laughs> Rachel saying world's greatest is getting uh, world's greatest at getting his butt kicked by a woman. Yes. The good housekeeping match. And then Jared, uh, the, you know, those are days where wrestling was just so intense and it was just like, you had that, you had that remote in your hand, you had, you had the remote in your hand and you were just clicking and pressing and you had that, uh, that reset button. You know, or, or the I think it was either the reset button I remember having, or the back button of my remotes, and I would always be have that remote every single Monday and watch watch Raw and Nitro every single week, every single week. I would watch Raw and Nitro, and I had that remote, and I would just flip from uh, I, I would flip from from. T, you know, was it the TNT? It was on Monday nights, USA to TNT, back to USA, back to TNT. Uh, so yeah, very interesting. All right, so uh, for those who are just joining us, um, this is what we do every single week. Ask Chris. Um, we have a hashtag. Just uh, use the hashtag, and then I'll address the questions. And we do this every week, and have a lot of fun with it. We also have fun doing um, doing uh, trivia, trivia every week. We talk about the headlines of the week. Uh, we also do the Raw and SmackDown review. And at the end of the show, we have a uh, we have a topic called the Flavor of the Week. That's a random discussion topic we talk about every single week. And this week, we're going to talk about the top five. Wrestling theme songs between 2000 and 2005. So it's going to be really fun. I really miss the Rock and Stone Coast, Steve Austin. Yeah, you know it's uh, the you know the Attitude Era was just a fun and exciting era. And I, you know, from from a wrestling standpoint, I'm a ruthless aggression guy. Uh, so you know, we'll see. So, yeah, we talk about the Flavor of the Week at the end, end of the show. So uh, give us your thoughts at the end. We do the top five. Oh, man, wow, boy. Wow. That is a wonderful, wonderful question. Wow, boy. Ask Chris, who is your Mount Rushmore of wrestling? Okay. So Mount Rushmore is, um, let's see. So I'll I'll choose four. All right. So do four. So should I do four or five for Mount Rushmore? Um, Let me know. I'll choose four or five. It depends on what y'all want to do. Usually four. uh, It's usually four. So, yeah, all right, DX DX says four. Rachel says five. All right, DX, uh, you know what? I'll do four and an honorable mention. How about that? That's the middle of that. What's going on, G? G says four as well. I'll do four with an honorable mention. Okay, I'll do my honorable mention first. Okay, on the spot, on the spot, on the spot. Okay, honorable mention would be... um, Bruno. Yeah, I'll say honorable mention would be Bruno. And the four would be Hogan, Flair, 
Rock and Austin. Yeah, I mean that's that's really, I mean, yeah, Hogan, Flair, Rock, Austin. Those are the four. I would say those are the four biggest names of the past thirty years. Yeah, uh, Hogan, Flair, Rock, Austin. Those are. I mean, you can't. I don't think there's a really good point to argue as far as just the four biggest names in pro wrestling over the past over the past 30 years. Hogan Flair, Rock Carlson, yeah. That's that's that. Um you know, it's funny, Hogan Flair, Rock and Austin, none of them are in my top or Bruno. I like I mean Bruno's a legend. None of them are in my personal top 5. So, DX said DX said he would replace Flair with HBK. No, see, I can't. Uh, there's no way that I can say that uh, Michaels is a bigger name overall than Flair is. Now, if uh, you know, as far as a, a personal top, you know, I, I will say, um, you know, I would I would say that Michaels would be above if I had like a uh, top, you know, top ten. I usually have a top five. One of these days, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it. I can branch it out to ten. I think I've done it before, but I usually do my top five. Um, yeah. So I I just can't I just can't see uh, Michaels being above Flair when it comes to just an all time overall you know type of uh, yeah over, overall biggest names ever. I would have to go Hogan Flair. Rock Austin, yeah, I just those are the four biggest names of the past at least thirty years. You know, at, at least thirty years. So that's dating back to '88. So Hogan was big at that time until um, what mid '90s um, when he went to. That's one of my trivia questions, I think. So I'm not going to say that. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, so mid nineties and then, uh, mid nineties, I would say Austin took the, 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 the reins, uh, he, he took the torch at that time. So it went from Flair to Hogan to Austin to, uh, rock perhaps, but Austin and rock at that time was still like kind of, kind of neck and neck. Um, I would say Austin, I would say Cena's probably, probably took the, the torch after Austin because Austin's last match was, um, 18, was it? Or 19? No, wait, 2003. So 19 was Austin's last match against the rock because they went against, they, they went against each other in 15, 17 and 19. So it's been 15 years. It's crazy. It's been 15 years since Austin. Talk about someone who's really retired. I mean, Michaels is too. It's been a while for him. Uh, what, 26 since for Michael? So it's been eight years since he's been uh, retired. So he's, he's stuck with his guns. Austin has been 15 years since Austin's been retired. And Austin's, what, uh, 53 now? So it was, what, he was approaching what thirty eight when he retired. So very interesting. Um, we when it come to think about it, he wasn't even forty yet when he retired. Michaels was um, 
Michaels was what? Mm, he's he's born in what sixty five, I think. So Michaels is what fifty three now. If I'm not mistaken. Um, Michaels is uh, 50, 53, I think. So he, um, 65, yeah. So he's 53. So eight years ago would have been 45. And Mania was before his birthday. So he was forty. So so he was forty four when he retired. Michaels was. So that's still, still you know relatively young. So retiring at forty four. So yeah, that's interesting. And and the funny thing about that is that there's a lot of names who are in their forties who are kind of moving up to the main event scene. You got uh, Bobby Roode, who's uh, what forty one now, or about to be forty one. Uh, Lashley's forty two. Uh, uh, Brock is uh, 41, Cena's 41, AJ's uh, 41, I think, or 42, um, or, or 40 or 41, I think AJ is, maybe 40, uh, maybe 41. So, yeah, that's, that's interesting. Um, thank you, Rachel. Love, love your pictures behind you. Any other questions? Hashtag ask Chris. Um AJ's 41. Yeah, so you got – so look at your top names now. AJ's 41. Uh, yeah, I said that, Kevin. Uh, 26 was the H3K's last match. So he was 44. He was about to turn 45. So he was 44 when he retired. Austin, his last match was 19. Um, so I think he's 53 as well. I think he would have been – let's see. How old is Austin? Um Let's see. Steve Austin, I believe, is 53 as well, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Maybe he's born in 64. Maybe he's 54. Oh, goodness. All of them are getting older. Maybe he's... uh, Austin was born... um, 64. Yeah. I think December of 64, if I'm not mistaken. So, and, and... at 19, which was 15 years ago, 2003, um, yeah, he'll be 54 in December. So, yeah, 15 years ago, 38, from 15 years ago from now, he would have been 38. At Mania, he would have been, so he, wow, he's 37. 37 when he was retired, when he retired. And now you got people like Bobby Roode's in his early 40s, AJ, Bobby Lashley, Brock Lesnar, John Cena. So five of your top guys are over 40. <laughs> How about that? And Seamus, I think he turns 40 this year or turned 40. Uh, Samoa Joe turns 40 next year. So that's interesting. A lot of the top guys are in their 40s or about to be 40. All right. Uh, speaking of Samoa Joe, Wild Boy is asking, uh, you think Samoa Joe wins at SummerSlam? Um, no, I do not. I do not. I think AJ is going to take it. Um, <laughs> Wild Boy. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. Yeah, I'll put you over for that. You're, uh, you get the, you get the, class, get the class. 
Love this podcast. We talk wrestling and do math. <laughs> it's informative as well. Um, all right. So, hashtag ask Chris. Uh, see, Kevin, who's your favorite New Japan pro wrestling wrestlers? Um, number one is Kazushka Okada. Uh, he's actually in my top my 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 top five right now. He's been in my top five for a few years now. Uh, I would say um, big fan of uh, Kushida. Um, think he just kills the junior heavyweight division. He kills it over there. Um, big fan of Tomohiro Ishii. I love his matches. Uh, anytime him and Minoru Suzuki goes against, <laughs> every time they go against each other, uh, yikes! <laughs> it's just a slugfest every time they go against each other. Uh, uh, Katsuyori Shibata before he had his uh, really bad incident against Okada last year. I was a big fan of, of Shibata. Uh, it's good to see Kenny Omega. I mean, Kenny Omega is the man over there. Uh, the only thing is, um, you know, easy, e- easy on the V triggers. <laughs> um, who else I like? I like a lot. I mean, I, I love him to Japan, period. Um, Punky 3K, not so much. I like Rocky Romero, but not 3K too so much. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. is always fun to watch in the ring. Will Ospreay is always fun to watch in the ring. Um, Yano's always fun. Tor Yano. Um, Ishimori is, uh, killing it. Um, you know, he was in the finals of the, um, Best of the Super Juniors, of course, the person who won, uh, Takahashi. Um, he's he's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, I would say my favorites is, uh, of course, Takahashi. How can we forget Takahashi? I would say my favorites is, uh, I would say my top three is Okada, Kushida, and Ishii. I think I'm going to go with that. Uh, I like Kuroki Goto too, and then Jeff Cobb. Now he's uh he's doing some New Japan stuff. Big fan of Jeff, big fan of Jeff Cobb too, especially when he was Matanza and Lucha Underground. He had the the body suit, the jumpsuit, and the mask. That was big. I've seen Jeff Cobb uh, compete live. I was uh, doing coverage. I do coverage uh, every WrestleMania weekend. I was in uh, I was in New Orleans this year, and I do a lot of coverage and interviews for like uh, indie shows throughout the week, uh, from like Thursday on. And yeah, it was uh, watching Jeff Cobb wrestle live is is super amazing. So, ah, uh, Wild Boys asking, does Tamatanga have real heat with New Japan with his Twitter and attacking a fan? You know, it's uh, it's interesting. Um, uh, oh, Kevin! I just got to meet Haku. Haku uh, is known for being the the pro wrestling's uh, most na- most dangerous person backstage. No one wants to mess with Haku. Um, yeah, it's it's funny. I think uh, Tamatanga is a really good heel. I think uh, he's he's up there too as being one of my favorites, just as from a character standpoint. Now, you know, he's a heel, so you want to so. Me, I'm I'm a traditionalist, so I like 
Tamatanga because he's a good bad guy and I want him to lose. So that's that's my when I like a heel, typically that's what I mean. Like you're you're doing a really good job of making people not like you. Tamatanga, I mean he's he's uh, healing it up, man. He he really is. Um, you know it's funny because there was uh, just a report today that they're going to give him disciplinary action for his Twitter stuff and the the, the fan stuff and. I think sometimes you get so heat, you get so much in the heat of the moment uh, that, especially when you're a heel, you want to heal it up. I mean, you really want to give it all when it comes to being a heel. And Tonga, man, he's he's that guy. He's 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 that guy. And you know, uh, you know Tonga Loa, who was um, Camacho in the WWE. Um, I've met him actually. Uh, I met him last year in Orlando, and uh, yeah, it's uh, he's a he's he's deceptively taller than people think. Uh, definitely deceptively taller. Um, but yeah, I'm yeah I like Fale too. I'm glad you brought yeah yeah. You know what? I would say Fale is probably in my top five. I think you know Fale is not the best person in the ring, but. You know, uh, the underboss, you know, it's just, I'm a big, I I just like the, the big type of feel to him, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, I think Fale, his, his biggest achievement was winning the Intercontinental Championship. But, um, yeah, I, I could see Fale, you know, I would love a Fale never run. I think he fits kind of like the never open weight because never open weight is usually – kind of like the hardcore style. Um, you know, Michael Elgin has been in, he, he was never champion this year. Goto, um, Suzuki, Minoru Suzuki. Uh, so the never open weight division has been more of like a slugfest over the past few years. And um, I think Fale would be a really good person to be in that division. I would love to see a Fale Ishii match. I would love to see, uh, like, Hamna, you know, he's coming back, and in, in, in Fale, that would be awesome. Fale and uh, uh, Will Ospreay, things like that. So, uh, Anunnaki uh, asks Chris, do you see Shibata coming back to New Japan? Uh, you know, it's... Um, Really, I mean, he wants to, of course, but uh, you know, his his incident was near fatal, you know. So um, it really depends, honestly. So um, I would love to see him back. I love to see him. You know, he definitely has to be easy on the headbutts because that head, you know, headbutt is what got him to the place, you know, to where he is now, unfortunately. But I will say that uh, you know, if he comes back. I would definitely love to see him back in the Never Division. I would love to see matches against, uh, you know, Ishii and Suzuki and things like that, but definitely easy on the headbutts for sure. Uh, again, hashtag ask Chris. Uh, let's see. We've got Kevin asking, um, are, are, am I a UFC fan? I am a UFC fan. Um, I usually watch the big ones. I usually keep keep up with, like, the results, but I usually watch, like, the marquee ones. The last one I watched was um, two twenty-five. I think Punk and uh, Mike Johnson, Mike, Michael Jackson. Excuse me. Um, 
That was 225 in Chicago, I believe. I think that's the last one I saw. And of course, 226 was Cormier and Stipe Miocic uh, when when uh, Brock Lesnar came in. Um, yeah. So McGregor. I think uh, I think Conor McGregor is going to take it. Who's your pick, Khabib or McGregor? Is the question. I think Conor McGregor is going to take it. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, so I'll, I'll keep asking questions. Uh, hashtag Ask Chris. Let's do another trivia question. What was Giant Gonzalez's name in WCW? What was Giant Gonzalez's name in WCW? Um, so let's talk about, um, John Cena. Uh, yeah, real quick, uh, Kane, you know, uh, you know, hats off to him, have, you know, hats off to him. I mean, 51 years old, um, Anderson Silver, I think someone's telling me, uh, yes, I'm, uh, I think he's, uh, I think he's awesome. Uh, no, or I think you're maybe talking about Giant Silver. He just says Silver. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, he's 51 years old. He's a shoe in Hall of Famer. There's nothing else that he should do. You know, he there's nothing else to be done. You know, he was a world heavyweight champion, he was WWE champ. Although slow, although you know, never really had a longer reign. I think probably his best reign recently was the whole vegetative state with the Undertaker, and that was like 2010. Um. So yeah, that's uh, that was probably that was eight years ago. So I mean, you know, it was good to see him come back with Daniel Bryan. You know, that was a shocker. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he, he's won it. He's he won fair and square, and um, you know, he's uh, the he's the man. He's the man uh, on um, in Knox County. Got an answer saying L Gonzalez. No, you got one word right, but uh, not both of them. L Gonzalez. There you go, wild boy. There you go. The answer is El Gigante. El Gigante. Unfortunately, you know, he was just uh, he was really rough to, to, to watch in the ring, unfortunately. Next question. Who became known for ripping the turnbuckle pad and shaking the foam out? Who became known for ripping the turnbuckle pad and shaking the foam out? Um, so, yeah, he's 51. He said that he'll make some appearances in WWE, which is fine. I mean, he really should be in the Hall of Fame, to be honest with you. I mean, he should retire and, and, and be in the Hall of Fame next year. Um, maybe The Undertaker's going to do that, too, perhaps. So, yes, Kevin, good job. George the Animal Steel, or as... Jesse the Jesse the Body Ventura would say good job, uh, Joe, as well. As uh, Jesse the Body Ventura would say, "Animal steel, animal steel." Miss <laughs> Jesse the Body Ventura's uh, comment: "Animal steel." Wow, look at what Animal Steel just did. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, you know, he said he can make. Kane said he's going to make some appearances. So. We'll see. I mean, you know, there's really nothing else for him to do. <laughs> but he was in a he was in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal this year. That pretty much uh, that that pretty much shows. Thank you, Kevin. I really do like these podcasts. What Kevin says. Um, 
Yeah, you know, it, the, the crazy, the crazy thing is that can't. I mean, he was he was in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, so that really goes to show, you know, what <laughs> what he's what he's doing, the, the work that he does. I mean, the Team Hell No thing with Dan Bryan was cool. Um, but there's not there's not really anything else to do, you know, with with, with the game. Let him they retire and and be in the Hall of Fame next year. Uh, so he'll be he'll be a mayor and in the Hall of Fame. So I think that would be great. Uh, next subject is uh, we'll talk about let's talk about John Cena. John Cena. For those who just uh, who are watching the show for the first time, that's uh, a joke that we have here: the Pancakes of Power Sam show. We say John Cena. We have to say it the way that Justin Roberts said it, and when he would host, when he when he would in, introduce his name, John Cena. And so uh, yeah, that's the run. That's that's one of many running jokes here on the Pancakes of Power Slam show. The other one, of course, is uh, "Do It for You," and that's Booker T. Uh, so you know, <laughs> subscribe to iTunes. Leave a positive review, and you'll see you hear all the running jokes and the origins of the running jokes that we have here on the Pancakes and Power Slam show. We have a lot of fun here. Uh, next question asks Chris Does Cody ever return to WWE? Does he need to do with the success he had so far? Uh, yes, eventually. Yeah, eventually, he'll return, but not not now. I mean, he doesn't need to return. And that's one of the things. That's, that's one of the things. Uh, uh, and I feel like this with Chris Jericho, too. You know, there's not really much like Chris Jericho. I mean, I, I would love to see Jericho back in the WWE, but there's no need in, in him, and there's no need for Cody because if if Cody returns to WWE right now, by no means, by no means, anything, by no by no means of of, of the imagination. Would he be on the same level as he is in Ring of Honor in New Japan? And so he definitely wouldn't be on that status. He definitely wouldn't. If if Cody went back to the WWE on Raw, he definitely would not be a main eventer. Now he's a main eventer. Now he's uh, you know, he, he's in a much better state than what he would be right now in WWE. And to be honest with you. I don't ever see him being in a in a the same kind of state that he would that I would I would never see Cody being the same type of status that he is now than he was I mean you know in WWE I don't, I don't see him being a main event of WWE maybe um, Intercontinental again top mid card US perhaps a couple main events here and there but. Um, you know, Cody's he's a main event talent on the on the uh outside WWE in Ring of Honor and in Japan, so why come back? I mean, of course the money, you know, that's that's always uh that's always the go to answer, which I don't disagree with. I mean, if the money's better, go, but you know, sometimes I mean, I've interviewed many people on my show. I don't know. I don't even know how many people I've interviewed on my show. I I'll get a I'll get a tally. I would say probably hundred and 20 or 30, somewhere around there. And so I, out of all the people I've interviewed, you know, I've, I've had to have really good conversations off air with a lot of them. And um, a lot of them just, you know, recently, um, you know, quit WWE or, or, or 
about to go back to WWE. And, and you know, a lot of people say, you know, they, they're going back for the money, uh, but there's a lot of people who just don't want to. Like, for instance, you know, I've interviewed Jack Swagger on my show, and he was talking about, hey, listen, he he wanted to quit, you know, and uh, he was in a, he was in a state where he just wasn't being utilized. And sometimes the money is not a good reason to stay. People rather have a good name in a, in a in a good reputation, just in case they do get released, but they just won't be buried and be less of a stock than what they used to. That's why I got to give you know I got to give kudos to Cody. You know he felt that he wasn't being properly utilized. He was bold enough, you know, to 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 ask for a release from the, from the the juggernaut, the juggernaut, as Vince would say, of wrestling. And he's killing it. I mean, period, man. He's he's killing it. And and and, and uh, you know, he was in the Indies, but now he's doing stuff for ROH in New Japan. So pro wrestling nowadays really opens up an avenue for people to do very very well. So um, I've inter- I've interviewed uh, Court Bauer on my show before, and man, MLW is killing it. Uh, I watched the uh, the Battle Riot. It was really fun. Um, and yeah, I was introduced to some new names. Um, what's the dude's name? I think MJF or something like that. Um, really cool talent, great heel, great traditional heel. Um, and, uh, I forgot the the other guy's name, real big guy's name that was, uh, he had to interview, he had, he had to be eliminated by like a half a dozen people at least in the battle riot. Uh, but the Battle Royale did a story, uh, you know, had a, had a really good story to it. Uh, Jack Swagger was the, the last person um, with with uh, Tom Lawler, and it was a good story to it. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's giving people it's, it's giving people opportunities to to still stay very very relevant outside of WWE, like um, you know si- uh, Simon Graham used to be Simon Gotch, of course Jack Swagger. Uh, Sammy Callahan's killing it, you know, both, uh, just period. I, I talked to him this year, actually, uh, during WrestleMania weekend. We had a good discussion. And, yeah, I mean, he's, you know, there's there's so many people who are who are doing a fantastic job outside of WWE. Because WWE is not the end-all, be-all anymore. It's just not. So, and that's really good. And that's a really good thing to know as a pro wrestling talent that, you know, 15 years ago when the indie scene was, barely even relevant, you know, it's like, it was like WWE or bust, um, TNA of course, but you talk about a steep pay cut, um, and just, you know, TNA was still, it was still rocking at that time, but, you know, it still got to the point where, you know, it was 2003, so, so it was very much, uh, in its infancy, so, it wasn't a like successful number two promotion 15 years ago, uh, but now, I mean, there's there's MLW, you know, PWG's been around for a while, but they're still around and and, and thriving. Of course, you got Ring of Honor, who's just incredible. Um, you know, my my number one favorite wrestler who's been for the, who's been my number one the past few years, Jay Lethal is the champ there. And um, you've got Lucha, Lucha Underground. Um, you've got um, 
Impact, you know, who's 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 uh, definitely having a, a great, you know, ninth or tenth life. <laughs> uh, they're on the upswing again. There's a lot of good promotions. Uh, uh, PCW, you know, in California, I've been, uh, I'm buddies with the promoter from PCW, and um, he they're killing it, bringing in some awesome names like the Great Muda, Pentagon Junior, uh, RVD. You know, what I mean, so. Yeah, there's there's a lot of good stuff. Um, Bob Boy says the Young Bucks have proved that. Absolutely. Uh, another question: Can NXT wrestlers refuse to go to the main roster if called up? <laughs> no, they can't. Um, people want to get called up because there's a significant pay raise uh, from the from the main roster. Um, I can definitely understand why people wouldn't want to get called up for the main roster. That makes perfect sense to me. Uh, because, you know, you got people like uh, Apollo Crews who would be killing it in, in NXT right now. Definitely would be a top guy, but he's not being used at all. Tyler Breeze, another person who was a top name in NXT, you know, came to the main roster and just really, I mean, I like Breezango, but they're just a comedic type of jobber tag team. Uh, I don't ever see someone like a Tyler Breeze ever getting some type of push or anything like that. So I can definitely see what you mean with that. Uh, Kevin's asking, do you think Kenny Omega will go to WWE when his new Japan contract runs out? Listen, if the money's good, and and I'll say, I'll say this in my Randy Savage voice. Yeah. If the money's good. Yeah. Anybody's got a price. Yeah. You will. Go to the main man, WWE, yeah, dig it. Uh, That's my answer for that. (laughs) If the money's right, absolutely. Jose is asking, at next year's WrestleMania, would you have Cena versus Reigns and Brock versus Braun and have a good build-up? Macho Chris, absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. Um... No man, I am I, I am Jose, I am uh I am set on Rock versus Reigns. The bar that I've set, I don't want to see nothing else. I want that to be the main event for the Iconics is yeah, Iconics have done nothing too. That's a that's a great point. Um that I'm set. I'm set on Rock versus Reigns. I'm I'm set on a, a, a Roman Reigns heel turn at SummerSlam. He gets managed by Paul Heyman. We ride this for a few months. Um, Rock comes back at the turn of the year. He he challenges Roman Reigns. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it, it would be funny. It would be really cool um, if Rock came back around the Royal Rumble because Rock, you know, you, you've got uh, 2015 was in Pittsburgh, I believe, or Pittsburgh or Philly. And Rock came, you know, to to help, you know, Roman Reigns at that time, you know, at that Royal Rumble. So, the Rock, the Royal Rumble area is is a good place for Rock to come back. But I am one hundred percent set on Rock versus Reigns at WrestleMania thirty five. I'm set on that. Um, and uh, no, I wouldn't say the Rock wins the Royal Rumble, although it wouldn't be bad. I mean, I, I don't see, you know, I, yeah. Yeah, it wouldn't be a bad idea. I think it'll be, I think it'll be obvious if, if Rock was in the Royal Rumble and he won it. 
but but the thing is, you know, I don't think Rock needs to win the Royal Rumble. I think you can use that for you know kind of an up and like like Nakamura winning the Royal Rumble is perfect because you know he needed that main event push, and the Royal Rumble is what gave that to him. So the Rock doesn't need to be in the Royal Rumble. He can come back and say I won challenge for the championship, and that's that. So. <laughs> Really doesn't have much on that, too. Uh, so, yeah, Rock comes back, Royal Rumble time. Um, that can be, an, that can be uh, an attraction in the Royal Rumble that Rock, you know, has an announcement. That would be awesome. And his announcement would be that uh, I, I'm, cha- I'm challenging Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship. And at that point, Reigns is still with Heyman. And uh, you have Heyman and Rock. Their verbal exchanges will be amazing. Rock, Reigns is a heel, and of course, Rock puts over Reigns. You know that, that would be that would be the ideal way to go. So yeah, I'm I'm set on Rock Reigns. I'm okay with Brock. If you do Brock versus Braun, perhaps so I'm fine with that. Um, but I don't see Brock. I don't see Brock being there next year. He could be, but yeah. Uh, I'm not set on that. Now, I would be interested in maybe if we see like a Braun turn um, and maybe Braun Taker, I uh, would be. The only thing is, I you know, I've said this before. I'm set on, you know, Taker should have retired at 28. But if they're going to continue to do this with Taker, I would, you know, Braun Taker. Or I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind, you know, if someone's on Raw, who would it be? I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing Cena Braun, uh, maybe Cena putting over Braun. I would be fine with that, too. Um, got some great questions here. Kevin's asking, what is your favorite finishing move? Hmm, interesting. My favorite finishing move all time or currently? So we'll, we'll, we'll do that. I'll... I'll I'll kick it back to you. Let me know uh, all time or currently. Another question. What happens if Reigns loses at SummerSlam? Would this push be over? See, that would be terrible. It really would be terrible. <clears throat> I would. You don't do that. You, you know, Kevin's saying all time. Um, Reigns isn't going to lose at SummerSlam. Push won't be over, but you can't do it. You can't do it. You can't do that. Wild Boy's saying both. Okay, so I'll answer both. Currently, I would say um, hmm. currently, I would say probably the Rainmaker. I'll say Rainmaker from uh, Gokata. That's that's my favorite, not not as far as execution, but my favorite setup, you know, because um, I love how he sets that up and does it, and you know he's very tall too, so it makes sense for him to just flip someone over when he clotheslines them. Um, as far as all time, I'm sure there's other ones other than the Raymaker, but I, that's the that's the first one I can think of right now. Um, all time. Favorite finishing move? Um, let's go with let's go with the Scorpion Deathlock. Although Sting's my all-time favorite, 
Uh, although, but I think that Bret Hart does the. I think he does the uh, the scorpion. The short the sharpshooter looks better than the scorpion deathlock at times. So uh, Jose's asking: Is Orton, Lesnar, Cena, Batista your favorite wrestlers of all time in modern era? Um, no, I don't, none of them are in my favorites. Actually, yeah, Stunner's a good one. Stunner's a good one for sure. Um, One Wing Angel, yeah, it, it, One Wing Angel's great to see. Great to look at, but uh, you know Jericho said, "Man, he'll never take one of those again because he, he, um, yeah, he, he was talking about how he uh, he don't ever want to take him again because it was really it was really tough to to, to really uh, protect to be protected by and just I mean you fall right on your neck, man. That, that I mean that can be tragedy for some people. I mean you." He puts he he puts you in an electric chair position, and then he grabs your neck, and f- you know flips you over and pile drives you <laughs> from all that torque and velocity. Uh, it, yeah, it's I I wouldn't be the person who would uh, willfully take one of those, and people like Okada taking you know. Well, he only he only took uh what one one or two because the whole the whole buildup was the fact that you know he would always he would always get away from 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 getting hit with the wrong wing angel. So uh, another question: What's your dream match? Well, of course, Undertaker versus Sting, although that's not going to happen. So. The only thing, would, yeah, it, it would have to be Undertaker versus Sting with Sting winning. That would be that would be my dream match. So, all right, what else, what else to talk about? Uh, John Cena returning the same night as All In, so uh, he said he's gonna he said he's gonna debut a new finisher. Uh, so he was doing some some training in the Jackie Chan Training Center, and uh, he said he's gonna debut out of the respect for Jackie Chan. Um. He's going to debut a new finisher, so we'll see. Uh, we'll see that happen. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, John Cena being in WWE to me doesn't do too much anymore. But it's funny that they would have an interview uh, for for John Cena to promote him having uh, a new finisher and returning on September first. Which is uh, the same as All In, although the, it's going to be in China, and so that's that doesn't do much for the American crowd. You know, All In's, of course, it's in Chicago uh, or Hoffman Estates, I believe. Like, out, you know, basically Chicago. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's funny that WWE still kind of want to be that competitive. It may be a coincidence, but. It's hard for me to believe that anything's really a coincidence when they when WWE does stuff. And it's funny that he said he's going to come back on September first and debut this move in China. So it's quite funny, quite interesting. Um, and do you ever see Neville coming back? Um. Uh, you know, again, you know. 
If the money's right, anything's any. If the money's right, anything's possible. But uh, Neville wasn't happy with. Um, he wasn't happy with his run and the way he's been utilized. And of course, the WWE is not going to. They're, they're not going to say, okay, well, we'll concede Neville. We'll give you a big push because, you know, Neville isn't in their top 10 people to be, you know, a main event star, although he's great in the ring, but he just doesn't unfortunately have the, the, the look that they're going for. Uh, Kevin's asking, do you think, uh, okay, so yeah, that was Neville coming back. Uh, Jose's asking, what's your favorite pay-per-view name of all time? Um, WrestleMania, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I didn't like the In Your House pay-per-views. I think they were too cheesy. I mean, I watched all of them, but the names were cheesy. Um, no Mercy was the cool name. Backlash. Uh, like late ni- like early 2000s, late 90s, the WWE names were cool. Vengeance. Um, yeah. Those names were cool. Now, now is a bunch of uh, like Armageddon, a bunch of gimmick names. Now, you know, Hell in a Cell and TLC and all that, which I don't like. Elimination Chamber, you know, I don't like the gimmick names. Uh, I think you should go back to the uh, the, the backlashes and the the No Way Out and all that. So, that's those are the times that I miss. Uh, uh, D- so DDP uh, was recently in an interview. He said Adam Cole can be compared to Shawn Michaels. Now, here's my thoughts on Adam Cole. I don't think uh, you know he spoke very highly of Adam Cole. Um, yeah, I just I- I've said this before. I just there's just something about Adam Cole that just doesn't click to me. Now, granted, he's super over, and I think they I think WWE should capitalize on that and. Uh, make him uh, a babyface. I definitely think they should do that. So, um, because of the hair, the super kick. Yeah, I guess so. But uh, you definitely, I, I definitely would never compare Adam Cole to Shawn Michaels. Um, I mean, listen, strike while the iron's hot. I always say that. Do it. Strike while the iron's hot. I've said this before. The scenario I would, I would pan out. I would have the undisputed era turn on Adam Cole. I think that creates for him to be the top one of the top baby faces in NXT feuding against the undisputed era. I'm all for that. I think that'll be fantastic. I mean, you got, I mean, he gets cheered. I think, I think the undisputed era would get booed. They're heels. They should get booed. I think they would get booed if Adam Cole wasn't the leader of the group. So what you do is you have them turn on Adam Cole that automatically boosts him to be one of the biggest baby faces uh, true baby faces of NXT, and you you take it from there. So, um, you know he's super over. You know, he's been super over for years. So I definitely give that to him. But uh, you know, it's cool in the ring. Not not bad. Not bad in the ring. Um, Adam Cole, baby. That's his that's his gimmick. Um, you know he he look wise is too small to be like a big talent. But I don't know. Uh, personally, as far, as far as personal interest, I've never been a fan of Adam Cole. You know, he's good. He's good to watch in the ring, but I've never been a fan, so to speak. Do you think Dean Ambrose will return at SummerSlam and cost Seth Rollins the IC title and turn heel? I do not. I think that Dean Ambrose will uh, side with Rollins in the feud with Ambrose and uh, with um, 
with Ziggler and McIntyre, eventually perhaps, but uh, not initially. Uh, does Cole win the uh, NXT Championship before being called up? Yes, I do think. I, I do think he will win the NXT Championship before getting called up. Next trivia question. Who did Edge defeat to win the United States Championship? Who did Edge defeat to win the United States Championship? Uh, Chris Jericho was responsible for getting uh, bringing Don Callis to Impact Wrestling, according to the Wrestling Observer Newsletter. Um, he said that he was talking to one of the higher-ups uh, of the Flight Network, which is uh, <clears throat> the umbrella of Impact Wrestling. <clears throat> of course, Anthem Sports and Entertainment is um, the company. Uh, and he was talking to one of the one of the executives at Fight, and uh, yeah, I mean, he, he basically, Jericho had uh, a conversation with him, and he was saying, hey, listen, you know, either you bring in Don Callis, or you fold this company, and um, you know, like I said, TNA, Impact Wrestling has 19 lives, so they decided to keep it going. So they um, made a shift, and um, did an overhaul. Now you've got Don Callis and Scott Moore at the helm. Uh, and they're being funded by a parent company, but you have, uh, you know, you have two really established minds in the pro wrestling business. Um, so yeah, I'm all for it, man. You know, they impact wrestling gets my vote and, um, you know, I've been very critical of Impact over the past couple of years, and I was, I was a, like I said before, I was a huge apologist. Um, you know, but now it's, you know, the thing is, you know, um, I, I'm, I'm for it, man. I mean, they're, they're, they're making some good come ups, and uh, they've got some great names. So we'll see. Uh, I think yeah, it's great to see it. Chris, your show, Pancakes and Power Slams, is entertaining and awesome. This is what I give you, Jose. You are the man. Thank you very much. I really appreciate that. Uh, no, Wild Boys, not a trick question. Edge uh, won the United States Championship. Uh, nope, not Jeff Hardy, Kevin. Nope. Um, all in. All in being uh, aired on pay-per-view. They is, uh, you know, Fight TV. Um I think they're I think they're charging a, a forty dollar deal for Fight TV. No, I'm not going to all in. I was considering. I was strongly, strongly considering. Um, but my family's going on a. Uh, I'm having a family trip, so uh, around that time. So no. Plus, you know, it's one of those things outside of the tickets. Um, the initial tickets that sold out in a half hour, like the 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 um, the off market brand of value, um, I just didn't have interest to pay. And then and then someone had a ticket for me, <laughs> a, a friend of mine had a ticket for me, ready to go. I was just like, you know, I don't know. Uh, I'll, I'll probably get on. I'll probably get on pay per view, um, or on our club. So, I think. Uh, I'll save the money and watch it uh, on my tablet or, you know, desktop or laptop or something like that. I, I'd be more interested in seeing it there than than actually going. So, Kevin, yes, Kurt Angle. He defeated Kurt Angle for the United States Championship. Great job. 
Here's, an, here's, an, here's another one. Here's another question here that may, be, that may stump you. Uh, is Shannon Baszler my favorite? No. <laughs> no, he's not. She's not my favorite. My favorite person, my favorite wrestler in NXT right now, women's wrestler, uh, probably Bianca Belair. Although I don't like the fact that they're making her heel now. I think they should make her, I think they should have kept her a face. Um, other than Bianca Belair, uh, I like Carrie Sane. Um, yeah, Carrie Sane, Bianca Belair. Nikki Cross is okay. Um, Shana Baszler, meh. Um, Lacey Evans, I believe. You know, she's a work in progress. I remember first watching her at, uh, at uh, house shows, and she really didn't have much of a gimmick. There was a lot to work with her, but she's a. Uh, oh yeah, Candice LeRae is fantastic. Um. Who else am I missing as far as the women's division in NXT? That's really about it, huh? Candice LeRae, Bianca Belair, Shayna Baszler, Carrie Sane, Lacey Evans, uh, Dakota Kai. Dakota Kai is cool, too. Um, maybe I missed somebody. Uh, if, you, if you were a writer, what would you do to make the product awesome? <laughs> Oh, goodness. Uh, we don't have enough time in this podcast for that answer. Uh, just some real quick, uh, just a quick thought. I would I would create a stable. Uh, that would be the first thing I would do. Like, the first, you know what? The first thing I would do is I would have a kind of mid-year uh, shakeup um, because they only have it once a year. Um, and so... I would create a bunch of chaos. This is what I would do. Uh, right now, AJ Styles is incredible. He's one of the best in the world. But his WWE Championship run is awful. It's not exciting. There's nothing that, that you know, I get intrigued by. Not his fault at all. The WWE is very, very poorly booking this WWE Championship. Of course, he gets, he gets cheered. He should be. I love him as a babyface. But what I think they should do is should really cause a bunch of chaos. Right now, you have the, uh, Gallows and Anderson, who's been poorly utilized. You have AJ Styles. What I would do, uh, you have I, I would choose the top babyface. So probably uh, someone like a um, someone like a, a Jeff Hardy. Although he's doing some things with uh, Randy Orton right now, maybe someone like a Rusev turn him face and and, and do this with him. I would have uh, Finn Balor uh, be defected to SmackDown uh, just because. Uh, just there's no rhyme or reason to it. It was not a superstar shakeup. It was something that uh, you know maybe Constable Corbin. You know he's feuding with Constable Corbin. Maybe. They have a match on a Raw, like Loser Leaves or something like that, and Corbin beats uh, Finn Balor, <clears throat> and then I would, I would, I would milk it. I would have Balor gone for maybe two, even three, even a month, something like that, uh, and I would have Balor show up on SmackDown with AJ Styles and the club, and they all just beat the snot out of someone like a Rusev or Jeff Hardy, someone who's a really super baby face. So 
so people can know that they're heels. Um, some, you know, the only like super over face I can think right now is like Jeff Hardy, uh, Daniel Bryan. Yeah, definitely Daniel Bryan. He's a good one too. So yeah, Daniel Bryan. I would I would have them just beat the snot out of Daniel Bryan. Uh, AJ, Finn, Gallows, and Anderson. So you have those four. And there's your club right there. And I would um, have them just attack. I just beat him senseless. And that would leave a cliffhanger to say, what the heck just happened? I would have Finn Balor and Gallows and Anderson come from the crowd. And and AJ, uh, I would have all of them, all four of them. All, I would have all four of them. I would have the main event be like Daniel Bryan versus The Miz. And... Uh, Daniel Bryan wins. He does the yes chance. The crowd's going bananas. We're about to cut off on SmackDown from on air. Uh, and and so basically, um, you have uh, AJ, Finn, Gallows, and Anderson come from the crowd uh, toward the end of the SmackDown and just, just beat them senseless. That would be my first booking decision there. What's your favorite heel and baby face of all time? My favorite heel would probably be uh, hmm, Piper, maybe. DiBiase, Piper. Uh, Although Flair's up there, for sure. Favorite baby face is Sting. Uh, Sting's the goat to me. Sting, absolutely. Do I listen to Bruce Richards? Mike is asking, do I listen to uh, Richards' podcast? I... Uh, I do. I think it's fantastic. It's just I don't have the. It's just too long for me to listen to in one setting. Uh, I I, I listen to all of the ones on the WWE Network, and I've uh, interviewed Bruce has been on a Wednesday podcast before with Wrestling Inc. Um, and I was on that podcast, and I had an opportunity to interview him along with Raj. It was cool. Um, would I see Triple H doing at WrestleMania? Um, maybe Triple H Braun. Uh, Triple H. Um, I don't know who else Triple H would want to put over. Honestly, I listen to Talk Is Jericho. I do listen to Talk Is Jericho. Um, frequent. I mean, yeah, probably. Probably two, at least two a month, um, two or three maybe. So I listen to a lot of podcasts, actually. Uh, I, I, as people know, I'm a, I'm a reporter. I'm a journalist. Um, that's what I do. And so I listen to a lot of podcasts to get some information to write about. So, All right, here we go. What was Marcus Corvon's name in TNA? How about that? What was Marcus Corvon's name in TNA? <laughs> That's a blast from the past, ladies and gentlemen. All right, so uh, we'll be uh, going to do the Raw and SmackDown review. I'm not going to take too much time with this. Uh, Jose, how about that? <laughs> Monty Brown. Monty Brown, and he would always say, The Pound! <laughs> Period. Uh, yep, Chrono, you're correct. Alpha male, Monty Brown. 
All right, so we're about to talk about Raw and SmackDown. Let me know. Uh, we'll do this again. Uh, you know, it's so funny because I love I, Pancakes and Power Slams is one of my um, favorite parts of the week, every week. I love talking wrestling. I love interacting with you awesome fans. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thanks, Wild Boy. appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> dude's impressions be on point is what he said. <clears throat> uh I love talking about wrestling. I mean, I make a living being a wrestling fan. Um, uh, but it's funny because as much um, as I love watching wrestling, love everything about wrestling, make a living uh, surrounded by wrestling, I do I do not enjoy talking about Raw and SmackDown, honestly. I just, <laughs> as you know, I mean, for those, you know, who are faithful weekly listeners to this show, most of it is headlines. Most of it is Q and A. I get much more excitement. I get. I get. I have a so much more fun uh, answering um, podcasts, uh, a- answering uh, questions, and talking about the headlines than talking about Rowan SmackDown. So I got to be up early for work, but was not missing this podcast tonight. You are the man. Period, as Monty Brown would say. Uh, favorite band growing up? Um, Kevin's asking that. I don't know, man. I was a, I was a big, I was a big rap fan growing up. Uh, listen to Christian rap now. There's a lot of awesome Christian rappers. Um, but back then I would say, uh, favorite band? Um... You know, you know what's funny? This is this is slightly before my time, but I I, I um, grew up with a big family of music heads. So you know, for decades, and everybody like I grew up listening to aches, uh, and then eventually CDs and tapes. Well, tapes before the CDs. I was big. I was I was really around the tape era, uh, and um, Steely Dan was actually I was I was introduced, you know, by my my mom uh, to Steely Dan, and I was a big fan of Steely Dan back in the day. Um, so yeah, I would probably say Steely Dan. Um, you know what? My favorite. I would say my favorite band growing up was Jamiroquai, but I was growing up at the time. I was an adult when Jamiroquai came out. Was when, when they when they were big, when they were big I was an adult. When they first started I was in high school. So yeah. There you go. Jamiroquai, I would say. As far as band is concerned. Uh, Alright. Let's talk about... Uh, okay, so what, what grade would you give Raw? You know, well... Um, I listen to a lot of Christian rock. My favorite band is Skillet. Of course, I've heard of Skillet. Are you kidding me? I've been to, I've been to probably five or six Skillet concerts, and um, yeah, great band. Um, <laughs> Joseph gives it a C minus. Jose gives it an F. Oh, that's harsh. <laughs> that is that is absolutely harsh. You give it an an F. C minus from DX Kevin. Um, 
You've been to three Skillet concerts, yeah. Skillet is awesome to listen to. Uh, all right, what uh, what what are the other grades you would give Raw? What's what's your grade for Raw? Um, yeah, Heyman saved Raw. Heyman, you know, really, Heyman saved Raw, ladies and gentlemen, hundred percent. Um, yeah, one hundred percent. Kevin Gibson a C minus. Uh, okay. How's that? Yes, I do listen to Vince Russo's podcast sometimes. Um, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. I haven't really had a chance to listen to it much lately. Vince has been on the show before, actually. Um, it was a really good show. It was a Q&A. It was really fun. Uh, anything overseas is uncivilized, DX is. <laughs> I agree. I, I would give, uh, I say, see, it was, it was very, it was tough. It was tough to watch. It was. Um, uh, hey, Jacksonville crowd, uh, Jacksonville crowd popped for Reigns. How about that? Pop from the Jacksonville crowd. Um, so yeah, it's working. It's 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 working as far as uh, the quest to make Roman Reigns the the ultimate babyface. It's working very well, and I think it works even more if the. I mean, just think about that. For years, for three and a half, almost four years, WWE has tried to build Roman Reigns as this top babyface just for, and the fans has just crapped on it just about the whole time, although Reigns was very over for a while before, I would say, I mean, Bruce Pritchard said this, that the, the turning point was when Daniel Bryan didn't win that 2015 Royal Rumble. Um, that was really the turning point. Um, I'm a big fan of R Truth. Uh, R Truth got a bigger pop tonight than the whole Raw. Yeah, I, I, uh, I've talked to him many times on the phone. Very nice guy. Uh, and uh, he's a I, you know, I got a soft spot for R Truth because he's a nice guy in real life, and uh, you know, he's he's just a loyal person, man. He really is. Good is glad is is also to say that he's been NWA champion, and uh, I love his, <laughs> I I love his gimmick. I think his whole gimmick is hilarious, and he and he does it so well. The backstage interview, say that he's challenging Carmella. I, I love it. It's awesome. Um, all right, so C minus. So what else? What else should I give Raw? Let me see some more grades. Uh, I'm gonna go C minus two. I think, I think Heyman saved Raw. Um, I think the the whole crying thing. He looked a mess. I think just, I mean, as an actor, he killed it. He did a he did such an incredible job. Just just really being in the moment, looking like a mess, and. Uh, is really uh, he's he he did a fantastic job selling the angle and just and just you know it's not a surprise coming from Paul Heyman because he has that type of mind, um, but you know it's it's one of those things, man. You know he he has the mind to really sell the angle, and that's exactly what he did. He did a fantastic job. Um. Kevin's asking what's my favorite WWE theme song then and now. Okay, so we're going to talk about the 2000 and 2005. I would say then, uh, uh, so all time, anything Sting, really, <laughs> Man Called Sting, 
uh, the crow, uh, you know, any of that, uh, I would say. Uh, now I would say, hands down, the best theme song right now is the Undisputed Era's theme song. That's why it, it's such a baby face theme. It's such a, it's a, I've said this before in previous shows, it's such a cool kid's theme song. I don't think it's fit for a a, a, a group, a, a faction of heels. I don't think it's such a cool song that it's really hard to boo someone who comes down to that type of song. It's it's, it's hands down the best, uh, the best song right now. Um, all right. So I see a bunch of, uh, yes, yes. A rally with Colorado with the guitar riff. Exactly. Um, should Bobby Lashley turn heel and be like the BA guy? No, I'm cool with Lashley as a baby face. I just don't, I, you know, WWE doesn't do, do a very good job booking for baby faces. Like they're not doing a good job booking for Bobby Roode right now. Although I'm not even, you know, I'm not the type of guy that just because WWE's doing a, uh, a terrible job booking current baby faces, turn them heel. Like, if that's the case, all the baby faces be turning heel because they don't they're they're doing a poor job with Finn. Uh even Braun Strowman's went down a few notches to me. Uh, you know, they've done a poor job on many occasions booking Roman Reigns. So WWE doesn't really do a good job booking baby faces. So the if the answer for every one of them was turn them heel, I think that would just kind of defeat the purpose. Just book better for the baby faces. You know, Someone and it's funny because you got such a traditionalist like Triple H. I mean, I know that he's not over, you know, he NXT his is his baby, and we see that. You know, we got it has much more of a traditional feel. But Vince McMahon, you know, seventy two years old, so you know he he's he's all about. I mean, you've seen the eras. He's he's understood the how important it is to just really be. Kayfabe and characters and things like that. I know. I think it was like in '97 or something like that. He had that promo uh, before Raw. Talk about you know no good guys and bad guys. I think that was just one of those things to really compete against Nitro, make it really edgy. But uh, that wasn't a good idea in hindsight um, because characters still matter, and, and we see that very clearly. Mike's asking, what's your favorite match from WrestleMania 22 and 2006? Okay, so let's uh, let's pull up the WrestleMania 22 card. 22. 2006 was Ray, right? Wasn't that when Ray won? Ray won the... Uh, so that was what, Ray, Angle, and Orton was 22, I think, right? Um... Uh, Let's see, Ray Angle and Orton, I think, was 22, I think. Wild Boy saying yes. Okay, um, that wasn't my favorite match. <laughs> Let's find out what my favorite match was. Let me pull up that card right quick. Um, Cena, Triple H, no. Michaels and McMahon was really good. I like that match. Oh, Edge and Mick Foley. Oh, yeah, hands down. That match was uh, awesome. That was his, that was like Foley's WrestleMania moment. Yep, Edge Foley, that's my answer. Kevin says, Rey Mysterio is my all-time favorite wrestler. That's a good wrestler to have uh, as all-time favorite. He's uh, he's fantastic. 
hundred percent uh she'll win WWE Hall of Famer without question. All right, uh yeah, C minus. Heyman save Raw. Big B team comes out with new theme music. I don't know why that's the case. Uh Jinder Mahal is just uh, I mean he's beat he's he's technically beating Braun Strowman, but I mean he's his stock has went way down from this time last year, that's for sure. Um Ruby Riot comes back. It looks like they'll do, you know, Sasha Banks and Bailey against the Riot Squad at WrestleMania, maybe for a pre-show. I think if you add Ember Moon in there, it'll be a it'll be a decent six man. Uh, or you can really build that up for October. You know, you got what uh, a little over two months. You know, about two months and three weeks or so um, to build up for Evolution. So I mean, if you really want to stretch it, you can do. Sasha, Bailey, and Ember Moon against the Riot Squad, but if it leads up to Sasha and Bailey uh, splitting up, maybe you want to do Sasha Bailey Evolution. We'll see. We'll see where that goes. Um, Rousey and Alicia Fox was cool. Uh, Rousey's killing it. Uh, I really like her. The only thing, though, I was talking to a, uh, a friend of mine who uh, used to be. Um, uh, who, who was in Impact Wrestling and, and, and had some time in WWE. Um, was talking to her about, uh, you know, just... Uh, I, I was having a conversation about just how Rousey was um, not as protective to Lisa Fox. I'll, I'll say that. I'll, 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 I'll say that much. I really like Ronda. I, I love what they're doing with Ronda Rousey. I think Ronda Rousey's doing a fantastic job. The only thing is that uh, she needs to work on uh, just really protecting her foes a little bit better because she just kind of threw. She did. She did that with uh, uh, Alexa Bliss too. She needs to be very careful to how she like throws people in the. Um, in the ring, throws them to, uh, in the barrier, things like that. Um, you know, the, the judo throws, things like you know. She needs to be, she needs to be very careful with that. I, I will say that the very fact that she's assimilated so e- so so easily and and so you know fantastic, um, j- just within four months is is great. But at the same time, she needs to be very careful about uh, protecting her opponents. Uh, all right, so what grade do you give SmackDown? Uh, Orton's promo, someone saying, uh, Jose saying it's all, it was awesome. Uh, it was, yeah, it was okay. Uh, you know, Randy, it, to me, it's just the same song and dance. It's like, okay, so my mission is to um, destroy people you like because I never got respect. Like, I, I don't, you know, to me, it's just kind of washed up, honestly. Because like, when did you never get respect? When did this happen? <laughs> you know, you've been, you've been competing in the WWE for 16 years. You've had 13 title world title reigns, uh, two Royal Rumbles. You know, U.S. Championships, Intercontinental Championships, Tag Team Championships. Did he has has Randy Orton? Yeah, Team RK, uh, Team RKO was Tag Team Champs, I believe. Rated RKO. Um. So I don't know where the lack of respect comes, honestly. <laughs> I, I just, I don't know. Um, but overall, it was good, though. 
I mean, I just—it's a very compact show. Two hours is fantastic. It really shows how much you can do in two hours. That that's very meaningful. I would give SmackDown a B plus. Actually, uh, I'm a big fan of the new, day, the new Day. I've said this many, many people who know me who have listened to this show or watched this show frequently knows that I'm a huge fan of the New Day. I was since day one. All my friends can tell you that. Many people didn't like New Day, didn't think it was going to go far, but I loved New Day. Uh, respect, but he's not at Cena or Rockstar level. Yeah, yeah, still kind of washed up. Yeah, uh, Miz and Daniel Bryan stuff was good. Uh, yeah, B+. Plus. I think the Lana and Lena Vega match was way better than expected. Um, Charlotte and Becky Lynch is continuing there. You know, that's for storyline and things like that. Had, had a discussion backstage. It just it just seems like everything's kind of pushing forward, and that's what it should be. So, did the New Day need that window? The bar needs something. Yeah, of course they did. You know, it's funny because people uh, say that about the New Day, but the New Day has been putting a lot of people over recently. They've lost a lot to the Usos. Uh, they have lost, you know, they they put Sanity over in that feud, but they really didn't put Sanity over because we didn't see, you know, Sanity in a big in a big way at all. Um, so yeah, uh, Gabriel's asking, which female superstar are you looking forward to watching in a new Mae Young Classic? I'm interested to see how Madison Rain does. She's now Ashley Rain, and then um, oh goodness, I forgot her name. Uh, the the black girl with the blonde locks. I forgot her name. Someone knows her name. Uh, let me know. But uh, starts with an L, maybe or something like that. Um, very interested to see where she goes. Do you agree that uh, Drew McIntyre? Mike is asking. Ask Chris. Do you agree that Drew McIntyre is a future Universal Champion? Oh, absolutely. Drew McIntyre's absolute money, hundred uh, percent. Man, I'd be okay if he wins the Royal Rumble and challenges for the WWE Championship. I'd be totally fine with an AJ Styles versus Drew McIntyre WWE Championships. He 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 wins the Royal Rumble. He defects over to SmackDown. He challenges uh, AJ Styles for the Universal Championship. I think Drew McIntyre is hundred percent money. Looks the part. He's a great in the ring. Uh, theme song is one of my favorites right now. Absolutely, always. By the way, thanks for always answering everyone's questions, Chris. I love the podcast. You know what? You know why, Mike? Yeah. See, I tell you what, man. So you made me. You made me pull it out today. You pull out the 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 uh, the. Uh, I do it for you. I do it for you. That's that's why I do it, man. You guys are absolutely awesome. Uh, Lacey Lane, thank you, wow boy. Yes, Lacey Lane. That's exactly what I was thinking about. Uh, yeah, so we'll see. Lacey Lane, I'm interested to see. Uh, of course, Ayo Shirai. Um, she's probably one of the best, or arguably the best women's wrestler out right now. Been for a while. Um, although I'm a big Oscar fan, I think that Ayo uh, Shirai and Oscar both have, have that. Japanese stardom experience, so those were the two best for a while. Carrie Sane is up there too, stardom as well. So, um, yeah, so we'll see, we'll see, we'll see how it goes. I think it should be good. Um, yeah, Sienna's in the Mae Young Classic. Yep, Sienna from uh, from TNA. So, yeah, uh, but yeah, overall SmackDown was good. Um, 
Truth and Nakamura thing was funny. It was great. Uh, Bludgeon Brothers kind of, you know, put themselves over with some jobbers, of course. Uh, and then, uh, you know, the New Day in uh, bar match was top notch. It was absolutely amazing. 100%, 100% amazing. <laughs> DX, I uh, forgot about Oscar and uh, Wild Boy responds. So did WWE. That pretty much says it all right there, ladies and gentlemen. Although I love Oscar, and I think she's being grossly underutilized. There's some, there's some rumblings that she may be adding in the SmackDown um, four-way match, but there's no way in the world that Oscar shouldn't be champ by now. And I think they just, oh, that's a flavor of the week that I need to be reminded of. I think that, uh, uh, I think that we should talk about one week the top five uh, people on the main roster, the WWE has dropped the ball on for sure. So, uh, AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe is not a dream match. We've seen it in TNA. Yeah, we've seen it in TNA. I'm not. Uh, Welcome, people who are coming on the chat room. Welcome, welcome. Uh, so you'll get to catch the last 10 minutes of the show, and we're going to talk about, we're going to go into the flavor of the week, and we're going to talk about the top five, <laughs> like the boring chance directed the Iconics. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. They just, the Iconics, the Iconics don't click to me. Uh, I don't think they should have been moved up from, from the, I think they were doing good in NXT, but. I think it was too. I think it was too uh, too early, um, too very very too early to for the iconics to come. Chris, you're the coolest human being, man. Uh, thank you. I appreciate that. You're awesome. It's their repetitive promos that's the problem. Uh, yeah, just I don't know. It's just they're just not clicking to me. It's just, it's just they're, you know, yeah. I think the promos are one factor of many. <laughs> That's the reason why they're not clicking on the main roster. At least they they clicked well. They did fantastic in NXT when they were their iconic duo. But yeah, they're just not clicking for me. All right, so let's talk about the flavor of the week. We'll be right back. Here we go. It is now time for the Flavor of the Week. Okay. So give me your top five. Just name some. Your favorite songs. From 2000 to 2005, I have my top five. My top five. Um, yeah. All right. Trivia question, quick. Who won the 1998 King of the Ring tournament? Who won the 1998 King of the Ring tournament? All right. So I got to give honorable mention to the Undertaker. The You're Going to Pay music. I think that was. I'm all. I'm a big fan of Dead Man Taker. For sure. Um, but at the same time, like, <laughs> you know, it's part of it is like, you know what? I, I, I always wanted to see Dead Men Taking Her, but the You're Gonna Pay Music, uh, it, it, it was, it was what I needed. It was what, it was, it was a good replacement for the Dead Men Taking Her. That was my honorable mention. 
Um, number five, I give to Batista. Um, what's the question? Okay, who won the 1998 King of the Ring tournament? You know, I got this yet? 1998 King of the Ring tournament. Um, yeah, so I think that's uh, number five was Batista. I was a uh, I was a big fan of like I was a huge mark for good job Mike Ken Shamrock Ken Shamrock um, I was a big mark for Batista for about a solid year and I remember going to SmackDown and like marking out I had a floor seat and I was like marking out when I uh, <laughs> when I saw his. Uh, when his music came out and just the whole bazooka pyro when they still had pyro which I miss uh, I think pyro still was a big factor in people's characters honestly but they wanted budget cuts and now you don't get pyro until Wrestlemania uh, maybe SummerSlam but definitely Wrestlemania uh, number four I give to um, Kane the slow chemical Kane uh, funny, funny. He uh, actually came out to that theme song when uh, when he did his acceptance speech. So that was really interesting. Um, yes, SmackDown Big Fist. Yep, <laughs> but Batista was the guy. Absolutely. Um, who else? All right. So that was number four. Slow Chemical. The uh, the Kane uh, music with with words. I think that was fantastic. I didn't like the unmasking Kane and all that. I still I preferred Kane with the mask. I was, that's why I was so happy that he came back with the mask. But uh, that music was fantastic. Number three, I got to give it to um, Chris. It was a love song. Yeah. Uh, when she's not around. <laughs> um, I got to give it to Benoit. I got to give it to uh, Benoit's song. Uh, not... Not Benoit, of course, but the composers of Benoit's song, and I, it fit it fit his role perfect. There's no holding me back. I'm not driven by fear. I'm just driven by anger. Uh, yes, I that music was amazing. Um, it was called Whatever, if I'm not mistaken, and. Uh, Sure. Uh, I mean that that that's uh, musical was very fitting, and then it was it was uh, <laughs> singing along with yes, absolutely. Uh, Don Cena, Doctor Dugganomics is uh, what Jose sang. That was a cool song. Uh, it wasn't in my top five though, but uh, yeah, definitely one to Randy Orton's name. See another person. I'm back by Eric Bischoff. Yeah, that's a good one. Alright, so my number two goes to 2005, Eddie Guerrero's heel things. Um, I always liked Guerrero as a babyface, but uh, our latest song was awesome too, I agree. Big fan of latest song. Honorable mention for that too. Good job. Um, yeah, big fan. Yes, with the cell phone. Yep, I was a big fan. I was a Big fan of that song, the theme song for sure. Can you feel the heat uh, coming from the streets of the ghetto? 
at the end of the week, I get to keep your Danito. Yeah, it was it was amazing. And that whole heel run was pretty cool too, uh, with uh, Dominic and Rey Mysterio. And so yeah, I'm your poppy. And yeah, it was it was awesome. Um, number one for me goes to Chris Jericho. I think Chris Jericho's theme songs uh, just throughout his career is fantastic. And, uh, yeah, I think it was great during that time. Absolutely, uh, yeah. All right, got some more people saying uh, Edge, Matt Hardy version one. That was great. Uh, yeah, uh, definitely big shout out to that as well. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, follow me at Chris Prolific. Uh, yeah, DX thing Jericho is uh, number one for sure. Yep. You get, I agree, absolutely. <clears throat> at Chris Prolific, my personal Twitter. Uh, Pancakes and Power Sims at Grave Wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, it has been an absolute pleasure. Absolutely. Someone saying Austin, yeah, definitely Austin. You can go throw him in there. Um, yeah, uh, it's been great, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, 300 and uh, all Hill Rocks theme. That's a, that's a good one. I was a big fan of that one, too. I think, you know what? That's an honorable mention, too. It almost it almost has the ability to scoot somebody out, but uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, I was a big fan of uh, Rock's heel music. Um, you guys are absolutely awesome. I have you know, I'll say it, I'll say it, I'll say it. Pancakes and Power Sims has the greatest fans in the world, ladies and gentlemen. And I, that's my story. I'm sticking to it. Absolutely, hundred percent. Go to Chris Prolific on Twitter. Follow me. Give me some tweets. Give me some wrestling stuff. Uh, follow Pancakes and Power Sims at Crave Wrestling. Uh, follow the Facebook page, Crave Wrestling. Appreciate all your support as always. You guys are awesome. You're awesome. You're absolutely awesome. For 332 episodes, ladies and gentlemen, it's been such a pleasure. I've had so much fun. Uh, and uh, you enjoy your week of wrestling. God bless and always remember I do it for you. Have a good night everybody. So long.